Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Tagenda, your weekly plus recap of the pop culture shit you need to know so that you're not boring. My name is Tatenda and I'm your host, so let's hop to it. Hello, good people, and welcome to another episode of The Tagenda. I am your host, Tatenda Musapatiki, and I am so glad that you are still with us. Now, last week, we took a purposeful break because we needed to celebrate the Memorial Day holiday, get our mind right, get our rest in, but we're back. We're back now, and a lot has happened, so I've had to carefully curate this episode. That way, I'm not talking for a full 45 minutes to you. I don't want that, and you may want that, but you need to pay for that. Speaking of paying for that, if you would like some long-form episodes, you can join our Patreon. Patreon. Still don't know how to say it. I probably never will learn how to say it because it's now a thing with us that we do together. You and I are inside joke. Um, You can join there. It is $3 to become a friend of the pod, $6 to become a bestie, and your $6 um, monthly subscription gets you uh, long-form content on a certain subject. So if you would like that, please go ahead and sign up. You can find the link in the show notes or you can also go to our Instagram or our website, thetagenda.com. Now, now that I'm back, I, I, I had someone offer a revelation to me, a dear friend. Um, and I was talking about how much I did not want to do anything this weekend and I was just going to turn on Harry Potter, which I do all the time. I watch it a stupid amount of times because I have anxiety brain and watching the same thing a gazillion times calms us. And he pointed out, is there a British Harry that you don't love? And I thought about it. And and no, no, we came to the conclusion that British Harry is the positive to Bravo Tom. All Bravo Toms, except for the guy on Top Chef, are are bad. All British Harrys that I know, they're good. So British Harry is to Bravo Tom. And I wanted to share that with you at the top. That way um, we knew a little bit more about each other. Um, next, this pod, you know, it, it's not that positive. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Like I was looking at what we got to talk about and it's a lot of serious. I left the positive for the end, um, but we got a lot in here. So we're going to go ahead and get started. Thanks so much for listening. Also, same dear friend. If you would like to offer me a tip or suggestion about what should be on the pod, one, you can join the Betrayon as we just talked about, but two, follow us on Instagram at the Tagenda, drop us a message. I'm in there. I get the notifications on my phone. I do, I I, I do the push notifications. Okay. I get them. I will respond. So just throwing that out there. If you see something on the internet and you're like, oh my gosh, I got to tell her, tell me on Instagram. All right, let's roll. The sads. All right, the saddest of sads. And this is one of those sads where I hadn't really processed that this was going to happen. But last week on May 24th, Tina Turner passed away um, from illness while she was still living abroad. And this one really hit me. In fact, my neighbor found me or I came back from walking my dog and I was singing Tina Turner full throttle. I live in the ghetto. So me singing out loud is not the craziest thing people on these streets are going to see. So I sing out loud when I feel like it in my neighborhood because I don't give a shit. And this lovely neighbor just, you know, heard me singing. I was like, what? And I was like, she died. And, and we had a moment. We had a moment. Tina Turner, an icon, a legend. And as I was reading more about Tina Turner, because I grew up listening to her music, like my family played her all the time in the house. 
love her. But the thing I did not quite realize is what a survivor she is. And yes, many people are familiar about her and her very tumultuous and abusive relationship with um, Ike Turner. But what I didn't realize is how many iterations of her career she's had. This woman, we like to think that success comes early, especially in the music and pop industry. Um, and she started singing R&B music before it was popular in like the 50s and 60s, you know, in that growing wave with like Turner. But she had her most successful albums, singles and careers in the 80s when she was much older than people thought or not even people thought, but much older than like the typical success that you would get um, being in the music industry. And I, I just found that really inspirational about her. I I feel so upset that this country failed her. Like it is wild to me when you start to see some of the jokes and commentary on her and Ike Turner split when he was abusive as shit and people made fun of and blamed her for it. And the public conscious was not with it enough to offer her enough support, reprieve and comfort that she had to run away to Europe that's insane. And if that's how we're treating a superstar, how are we treating women in our society generally, right? Not good. Um, she passed away while abroad. She found love, safe, hopeful, wonderful love. And I hope that she, you know, I, I just, I hope that we all have a full and complete memory of what a fucking survivor this woman was and how important to music she was and how you don't give up. You keep pushing until you, you you find the success that you want. I just think that she has a very incredible story and I would highly encourage you to um, read more about it because I just find it all so inspirational and she will be dearly missed. She was simply the best. Time for the goss. So we're about to talk about a lot of people going to jail, but we're first going to start with Danny Masterson because this is very important for a larger context on Hollywood and the quote-unquote church of Scientology. Danny Masterson, famous actor. He was on that 70s show for a long time, member of the Church of Scientology. Scientology is a very large cult that has a lot of famous members and a lot of property holdings. There are many documentaries. I highly recommend the one on HBO. There is a book I believe called Going Clear. There also is the Leah Remini miniseries that lasted two seasons that talks about all the fucked up shit that happened in the Scientology, like the Church of Scientology. I've seen every episode. It's crazy. Also, there are many jokes that kind of happen about how this woman, Shelly Miscavige, went missing. That is David Miscavige, the head of the Scientology church's wife, and she has literally been missing. No one knows where she is. Haven't known where she is for decades. So back to Danny Masterson, very prominent, famous member of the church. There is a lot of sexual violence that happens within this church. There's a lot of manipulation, a lot of financial manipulation, but also a lot of sexual violence. And Danny Masterson is kind of the perfect example of how power celebrity and church can help these people get away with their predation. And so finally, 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 he has been um, charged or guilty. He has been convicted and and. The verdict has come down that he is guilty of two counts 
of rape against members of the Church of Scientology. Unfortunately, the jury did not convict on the third count. But this is the second time that women have come forward in the church in the, the court system to try and get this man. The first time, mysteriously, somehow all of it ended up in a mistrial. Like they could not end up getting to the actual verdict of the case. And it seemed, I remember reading this and I was like, this is all too sus because this church has a little too much power and they're a little too sketchy and they're a little too willing to disappear motherfuckers for this all to just be like a normal situation where a celebrity is named or is charged with rape and goes to trial and it, it just doesn't end up happening. So this is thrilling to me that there is finally some accountability for some women, not all of them. It's very sad they couldn't convict on the third, but homie's going to jail. Now, this is the Church of Scientology. So when something weird happens or he disappears or I don't even fucking know what, I will not be surprised because this is one of the few places where your conspiracy theory crazy brain could run wild and maybe not be wrong. Like that's how fucked up and weird these people are. So um, also like if I go missing, it was a Church of Scientology because I'm publishing this podcast. But yeah, Danny Masterson going to jail. And you want to know who else is going to jail? Fetty Wap, our mid-2010s rapper who introduced us to our trap queens. My favorite jam was 679, if we're going to be honest. But yeah, he's going to jail for uh, federal drug trafficking. Now, I'm not quite sure what drug, nor do I really think it matters. But why was this man trafficking drugs when he could have been giving us bops instead? I got questions, but he got six years. He's going to jail. So in a bit of a turn of events, someone who's not going to jail, who I wrote my first public agenda newsletter about this, Army Hammer. So I believe about two years ago, he was accused of sexual assaulting, just doing cannibal shit. Cannibal shit isn't a crime, but the sexual assault is. And the LA, I believe, Los Angeles, I think that's the department, but whichever jurisdiction this was determined that they did not have enough evidence to go to trial, meaning they did not think that they could win and prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he was guilty of the sexual assault. So this poor woman is not going to find justice. I thousand percent believe he did it. He's, he, mm. I'm not going to yuck your yum, but let's all ask for consent, huh? All right. If you're going to do some cannibal shit, you really damn well better make sure the other person's into it too. We going back to jail. All right. Final jail story. Um, last week when I took my hiatus, Elizabeth Holmes reported to jail and guess what y'all guess what? She's in the same prison as scammer Jen Shaw from the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Can you imagine these two psychopaths in jail together? I need Andy and a camera. I need a series. This is how Jen could make up restitution to her victims. Recreate the stories that happened in the jail between her and Elizabeth Holmes and their, their biddies. Because you know they have friends and you know they're all psychotic. I need to know. I want to know the gossip. I'm also very, very glad that these women are serving time because they're heinous, heinous, heinous people who do shitty things for money. And like the volume of wealth that they have stolen from institutions and individuals is just stupid. But aren't you curious what that gel is like with them in it? I am. So we're, we're pivoting. No more talking about the pin prison, who's in it, who's not. I'm here to talk about cancel culture and how most of y'all are shitty at it because 
Yeezys are back on the shelves and Adidas is making money from it. And a court has told Adidas that they have to give Kanye his money. So guess what? They're going to give the proceeds to, you know, a tiny bit of the proceeds, not even all of them, to a couple of, um, you know, organizations that try and eliminate anti-Semitism, yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're still selling the damn shoes and he's still making a profit at the end of the day. So don't talk to me about cancel culture. Because people don't know how to fucking do it right, especially in the face of something that egregious. I'm so disappointed. If you actually are a company and you need to cancel someone truly, hire me. I will tell you how to 86, motherfucker. I will, I cut people out and I do it hard. You're done. When I'm done, I'm done. And it seems like a lot of people and entities need a lesson in how to cancel appropriately. And I am here to serve for a not nominal fee. So if you need assistance canceling someone, call me. My my rate is probably like 450 an hour. I haven't made it up yet. But if you're a whole ass corporation, it's way more than that and y'all need to learn. Real quick, because you need to know and this is legendary, Padma Lakshmi is leaving Top Chef. I can't imagine this show without her, really. She has been on this show for 20 years. I cannot fathom having the same job for 20 years. She's an icon. She's a legend. She's also stunningly beautiful and 52 years old and is leaving to go pursue more projects. God bless her. I love her. I'm such a fan and I'm going to miss her. I just, I feel like it's the end of an era for the assumptions that I make about Bravo. I just, she's on Bravo, you know, like she, she's on Top Chef and now she won't be. And I, whew, it's rough. It's rough guys. I cannot believe I'm about to say that yet another octogenarian is having a baby, but here we are. Here we are. Al Pacino, who is 82 years old, is having another child. This is yet another person who has a child in their 50s having a newborn with a very young girlfriend. She's almost 30, I believe. I'm not even going to look up her name. I knew it at one point. I forgot by the point of recording. But here's the thing that I love about this. Al Pacino and Robert De Niro are buddies. They are like besties. I wonder if they had a pregnancy pact. And I kind of hope they did. Because this week on, not to bring everything back to Vanderpump Rules, but I will, um, Tom Scumdevil made a very gross comment about the conception of Lala's baby saying, oh, I bet you took your IUD out the minute Stassi got pregnant. And it's like, so what? Friends wanted to have babies at the same time. First off, he has no place commenting on anybody's reproductive choices like that's gross but two it's not an insult to say that women who are friends wanted their kids to be the same age that way their kids can also share a bond together like that's not insane but what's also funny is the week that that's released right to the public there's two men who probably had a pregnancy pact in their 80s having kids together like what Like, talk about, like, having child support until you die. (laughs) I find it comical that these men in their 80s, like, you have no plans to parent that child to adulthood because you know you're not making it to their adulthood. How reckless. But also bizarre. But also, uh, why? This is how you know men aren't the primary caretakers of those kids because... I would never. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. So congratulations to Al Pacino. 
I hope you and your bestie have your infants together. I hope you go to the park. I hope you, I, I hope you, you change diapers together. I hope you are up at night feeding those babies bottles and, you know, texting each other about Vanderpump rules at three o'clock in the morning while you're feeding your children. That way you can actually understand the consequences of your decisions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. On to the last. And that's it, friends. What, what a week for commentary on the criminal justice system. I had a lot of thoughts. I had a lot of thoughts, but you know, a lot of people are going, <laughs> someone's going to emergency, someone's going to jail, I believe was the West Wing episode. And that might actually be the title of this episode. Unclear, but it was a week for the jailbirds and we love them. We love the jailbirds. Um, and with that, I hope you all have an amazing rest of your week. I hope that you are entering this lovely pride month with joy and spirit. I also will say it is also National Gun Violence Awareness Month. So let's do something to stop each other from getting shot, raise a little awareness, you know, gun safety. We love it. And we're just gonna have the best summer. I believe this for us. I believe this for us. I believe in you. I hope you have an excellent week. I hope you have an amazing weekend. If it is a pride parade weekend in your town, I hope you have the best time. I hope you act right and don't act right. And I hope that you tell me about it please because it brings me a lot of joy anyway xoxo besties i love you bye